friend, it's the season of gratitude, and I am so thankful you're here. I know you want more peace and meaning in your closest relationships. I bet you even feel unseen, maybe disregarded. I bet you've even stopped sharing your truest emotions because you fear it will just cause conflict. Well, I'm here to help you break the silence and avoidance in your most valuable relationships, starting with the relationship with God and yourself. Hey, I'm Jennifer. I too desire vulnerability and honest conversation that inspires growth, healing, and deeper connections. And I've found it. I've found that deep, satisfactory intimacy through honest communication with God. This is the Honest Ugly Podcast, where you are constantly reminded of God's invitation to friendship and intimacy with Him, simply by being honest. Grab your jacket, I'll grab my dog Mia, and let's go for a little walk in this autumn sunshine. Hey guys, Jennifer here. Y'all, I'm funny. I don't know if you get the full experience of my funniness, but I'm funny. I mean, not everyone knows it. Not everyone appreciates it. Not everyone knows what to do with it. But I have a few friends that just embrace the quirky funniness that I have to offer and they give it back. And it is the best thing since sliced bread. And I don't even eat bread. So I have to find a new phrase. If you have a phrase better than the best thing since sliced bread, please let me know because I need to change that. But anyway, I'm funny. So this particular friend, I even messaged this group chat and said, y'all, I just completely laughed at myself making this video. I'm funny sometimes. And one of my friends popped off like, I think you're funny a lot of times. This same friend helped me this morning when I messaged her and said, should I be concerned if I can't remember when I took a shower last? Is that just because I take a shower without thinking or is that because I need to up my hygiene game? She assured me that it was probably the first that I probably just don't remember when I showered because I do it without thinking. But then she said I might want to up my hygiene game just in case. I agreed. I told her that my hair looked clean. My hair felt clean. So surely it wasn't that long ago. And she said, surely not. Just in case, I did a few sniff tests and I think I'm good for at least another day or so. But I'm just really thankful I have friends that I can say whatever comes to mind without them making me feel small or stupid or immature or shaming me, which is what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about shame and how the honest, ugly truth is that shaming needs to stop. Have you guys been submersed in a culture of shame? I have been, and I've actually even put it on my kiddos, which I don't like that I've done that, but I'm highly aware of it. Just the other day, I don't remember all the details, but I said something to Kate about how the dogs don't feel like you love them anymore because you're never here. And she said, stop shaming me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that passive aggressive undertone, I just really did shame you. I tried to make you feel like you're this horrible person. And I had to apologize to her because I I didn't even realize what I was doing. And I'm so glad that my kids will call that out in me. I'm so glad that they're had the freedom to say, you are shaming me and that is not okay. I had to apologize to her and even encourage her to keep calling that out when I do that because it is so ingrained in me 
over the whole years of my life that I have felt shamed by others that I put it off on my kids and we put it off on other people. And if they're not going to call us out on it, we become so unaware and we keep repeating the cycle. And I don't want to repeat the cycle. Even this last week, I was at the mall with Kate and we were, you know, I can be ridiculous in public places because I'm trying to have, I'm trying to make everything fun or funny. And we passed this mannequin and she was quite busty. And I even said, Ooh, she's quite busty. Well, Kate looked at me and she said, you can't say that you can't make fun of people. And I said, I'm not making fun of people. I'm saying she's busty. Well, Kate didn't realize what I was meaning by the word busty. She thought I was just I was just making fun of her. And so I explained to her what busty meant. And I said, lots of women would like to be busty. I'm not making fun of her. And that wasn't the first thing she had called me out on and being funny that day. Like, I don't know if she's at the age where I embarrassed her or what it was, but she felt this need to parent me, but it was parenting me in a way that mercy, I had parented her, which I don't like. And so I told her, I said, look, you're shaming me. You're trying to make me feel like a bad person for showing up fun. And here's the deal, sister friend. If you keep shaming me, I'm about to dial back my personality. You're not going to get the best, most fun version of me. Because it's no fun trying to show up fully authentic and fun and creative and lighthearted if I'm going to be made to feel like I'm, I don't know how she made me feel. She didn't really make me feel a certain emotion. It just was annoying to me because I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're having fun together and you are disapproving of me and how I show up fun. That's one thing I'm trying to teach my clients and practice myself and speaking to my kids is that we have to give space and grace for people to show up however they want to show up. And sometimes, yeah, I might be immature and call it fun, or I might be inappropriate, or I might be a certain way that they're disapproving of. I don't mind constructive criticism or constructive feedback, but I do mind being made to feel like I'm an idiot, or I don't have any sense, or they can't believe that I would do that, or they can't believe I didn't know that, or, you know, whatever it might be. Teenagers are the best at making one feel like they don't have any sense. My kids don't mean to do that, but I always tell them, you know what? People don't know things until they know it. So don't act like I'm stupid just because I didn't know whatever little acronym you just used meant, right? Because you didn't know what an acronym was until your mom taught you what an acronym was. So don't be sitting over there on your high horse thinking you've got it all together and you can't believe I'm not up to your standards. I have absolutely no idea why that just all came out so passionate. But again, the honest, ugly truth is that shaming needs to stop. It is not healthy for us to be surrounded by people who make us feel small and who make us want to dial back who we really are. Because when we show up our true selves, we're made to feel inferior We have to give people grace and space to show up. And even if we're disapproving of them, instead of shaming them, 
How about we start practicing asking ourselves harder questions? Like, why do I think they should respond a different way? Why do I think they should act a different way? Why do I think that they should know that? Why is my pride and arrogance making me think my way is better? We need to start giving people space and we need to have quieter mouths so we can hear the Holy Spirit speak into us. And the less noise we're making into the hearts of other people, the more quiet space that the Holy Spirit has to work with in their hearts too. Like instead of us putting all of our expectations and ideas of perfection and the way things should go on other people, how about we just let people show up? Love them how they are and let God do the whispering and the convicting and the and the saying, hey, this is the way walk in it. Or in the saying, hey, maybe you need to treat that situation differently or however the Holy Spirit's going to speak into people. How about we give him room to speak instead of always showing up and shaming people with our words and our disapproving looks and our ideas of perfection and our expectations I often wonder if it pleases, well, I don't often wonder, I think I know the answer, but I want to pose this question for us all to often wonder together. Do you think it pleases the Lord more for us to strive to please man's expectations, to, to meet everyone else's standards, to live up to what they think we should be? Do you think that pleases God? Or do you think it pleases the Lord for us to rest in our humanity, to rest in the truth that we are completely dependent on Christ and his ability, dependent on what he did for us on the cross, to depend on his plan of completion to see us through to that perfection that he's going to bring us into. How about we trust God a little more in how people are showing up? How about we trust God a little more in how we're showing up? The spirit within us can whisper into us conviction. He can show us when maybe we said something wrong, or maybe we should have said something different, or maybe we should have used a little more discernment. Maybe we shouldn't have used our freedom in that way, in that place, because it caused a brother to stumble, or maybe maybe this, maybe that. But what I do know is that if we, if we can stop shaming others and stop shaming ourselves, then it gives the Holy Spirit room to work with us and to speak into us and to guide us and to be the loudest voice in our lives without all these other voices. I don't know how you've been shamed in your life, but I feel this or have felt, I no longer do, but I have often felt this heaviness of how I needed to show up to please everyone else, to be approved by everyone else. And I don't think it honored the Lord because those people's opinions became my focus instead of really believing who God says I am and resting in the truth that However I show up, I'm approved by him. He's already chosen me and I can trust him to be the guiding voice, the voice of conviction, the voice of truth, the voice of guidance in my life. Now, I've spoken this whole time without even talking about the difference in guilt and shame, but it's something that my counselor had to help me work through. It wasn't a long working through because as soon as she said the words, it made this light bulb go off and it put language to things that... I knew in my heart, but didn't have the language or the understanding for, but shame and guilt are different. Guilt is basically just this feeling that we get when we think we did something wrong. 
But shame, shame is saying that we are a bad person or that we're wrong or that, there, you know, there's something wrong with us. And so if nobody is shaming you right now, but if you were raised in a culture where shaming was this huge part of your life, I bet you deal with shaming yourself. And if you think, no, probably not, just think about this. If you trip over something, do you say things like, what an idiot? Or if you forget something, do you say, I'm so stupid? You know, that negative self-talk, do you have that? You're just shaming yourself. You're constantly showing up, telling yourself what an awful person you are. You just can't get your crap together. There must be something wrong with you. And that is shaming. And shaming needs to stop. So to wrap today up, let's just talk about a few ways we can stop this shame game on others and on ourselves. Number one tip for today is in stopping the shame game is to speak positive affirmations over yourself. Now, I know, I know some of you are like, positive affirmations, those are so anti-biblical. No, they're not. God is a God who calls into existence what isn't yet. He's a life-giving God. He speaks truth over us. He tells us that there's power of life and death in the tongue. There's nothing wrong with speaking positive affirmations over yourself when you're speaking God's truth over yourself. So if you don't know who God says you are, if you don't know what he says about you, just do a quick little internet search about what what does God say about me? Or who does God say that I am? Or my identity in Christ? Pick out some things that you struggle with believing and speak those things over yourself several times a day. I think it takes, what, 21 days to create a habit or something? Speak those things over yourself all day, every day for 21 days until you start believing it and until you start speaking those things over yourself without trying. I have spent countless hours over the last couple of years speaking life and truth over myself with I am chosen, I am God's beloved, I am God's daughter, I am loved, I am accepted, I am adopted and picked as his daughter to be a part of his family. I have everything I need for life and godliness. I just speak truth over myself because those positive affirmations get into our mind and our heart and help us to really believe who God says that we are. So the number one thing for today is to stop the shame game is to speak these positive affirmations over yourself, to speak truths over yourself. I mean, maybe do an internet search on biblical positive affirmations, especially people that are a little hesitant of positive affirmations. And can I just say, because this is my podcast and I can say whatever I want to say, if The word positive affirmations, if it bothers you, if something is set off in you and it makes you hesitant or afraid to move toward that, I just want to encourage you to sit with the Lord and ask Him why. Are you afraid of speaking life over yourself? Is that a fear you have or is that a fear from the enemy because He wants to keep you bound? He doesn't want you to speak life and truth over yourself. Guys, positive biblical affirmations are a huge game changer in stopping the shame game. One, it helps you to see who you are in Christ. And two, it helps you to see others how he sees them. The second tip I have for you is to really help us and not put shame on other people, not to cast the shame game on others, is that when we want to respond 
more than likely we're reacting. But when we are wanting to respond to something that someone did or said, instead of just letting the first thing that comes out of our mouth come out, I want us to pause before we speak. What is that whole saying? Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it helpful? Is it going to build up the hearer? Ask ourselves these questions. How is this phrase that's about to come out of my mouth going to be received by the other person? Is it going to make them feel guilty? Is it going to shame them? Is it going to make them feel small? Is it going to make them fear showing up their authentic self? Is it going to make them hesitant to share their truest feelings by the way we react, we need to practice considering how others, how we are making others feel with our words. If we're always condemning them for the dumb things they did or the inability to do things the way that you or we think that they should, we're just, what we're doing is we're saying, hey, Dial back who you really are because you're not safe with me. So tone it down just a little bit because you're making me feel uncomfortable. And we don't want people to feel like that. Again, we want to give them grace and space to show up. And we want to love them however they show up. And we want to trust God to deal with them and refine them and and make them into His likeness on his own time, just like we're hoping he will do with us. So that's it for today. I'm just going to leave you with those two things. To, to, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave you with those two things to help you stop the shame game. Positive affirmations that are true, straight from God's heart and pause before speaking and ask yourself good questions and ask how that's going to make that person want to show up with us next time. I hope you guys have a super dandy day. Who doesn't love a good walk in the sunshine, especially when friends and conversation are involved? I hope today's episode invited you into a deeper connection and intimacy with God. It's your turn to share what's on your heart this season of gratitude. Go click the link in the show notes to join our Facebook community where you can chime in about this specific episode. If you're encouraged here listening to The Honest Ugly, be sure and share it with a friend who might be encouraged and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you feel stuck and don't know how you're going to move forward this next year, book a coaching session with me. I would love to help you know how to respond to God's invitation to find healing and intimacy. Just a reminder before you rush off, you are fully known and deeply loved. Nothing you do will make God love you more and nothing you do will make Him love you less.